Ladies and gentlemen, one and all, welcome to Holiday Favorites presented by our own Lincoln High School Chamber Choir. We hope to bring holiday cheer into your home. Just sit back, relax, and enjoy the music. Alyssa! Hello, Mr. Kimball. Hi, Alyssa. How's it going? It's going good. You know, getting closer to Christmas time. I'm excited. Ooh, me too. You know what? As we record this holiday album, I don't know how to begin. You have any ideas? Hmm, I'm thinking, how about, ooh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer? Oh, brilliant. That's always an old favorite. But how does it go? Do do you know it? Especially that opening. Um, I'm pretty sure it goes something like, you know, dancer and dancer and prancer and fixin, comet and cupid and donner and blitzen. But do you recall the most famous reindeer of all? Rock the red nose reindeer. Had a very shiny nose And if you ever saw it You would even say it glows Now of the other reindeer Used to laugh and call their names They never let poor Rudolph Join in any reindeer games from one foggy Christmas Eve, Santa came to say, Rudolph, with your nose so bright, won't you guide my sleigh tonight? Then how the reindeer loved him, as he shouted out with glee, Rudolph the red-nosed reindeer, you'll go down in what beautiful singing! Sophia, you're awesome! Well, thank you, Mr. Kimball. Anytime. It's always a pleasure working with you. You know, I had an idea, Sophia. What is it? Well, if we threw in these little echoes, it might be kind of cute. What do you think? That would be a great idea. Well, then let's do this. Here we go. Rudolph the red-nosed reindeer, reindeer, had a very shiny nose, like a light bulb. And if you ever saw it, saw it, you would even say it glows, like a flashlight. All of the other reindeer, reindeer, you so up and call their name. Like Pinocchio. Rudolph. John and Annie Reindeer Guys. Like Monopoly. Then one foggy Christmas Eve, Santa came to say, Oh, oh, oh. Rudolph, with your nose so bright, won't you guide my sleigh tonight? Sure. Then how the reindeer loved him, loved him, as he shut it out with glee. Yippee, Rudolph the red-nosed reindeer, reindeer, you'll go down in his story. Like snow cones. 
that made me really emotional to listen to. (laughs) Obviously, 2020 has been a trying year for educators everywhere. And this is the time of year when depression is already at its highest among the greater community, whether we're in a pandemic or not. So I would be lying if I didn't admit to already being prone to bouts of crying over the smallest things right now. But this interview is incredibly special to me as Anthony and I interviewed music teacher, Mr. Paul Kimball, who is not only my coworker at Lincoln High School, but is also formerly my elementary school music teacher from 1989 to 1994 when I attended Tully C. Knowles Elementary School in Stockton. What you just listened to was a clip of the Lincoln High School Chamber Choir's virtual musical album. In this interview, Mr. Kimball will speak a little on how he has navigated teaching music online and the beautiful discoveries he and his students have made overcoming the obstacles that come with virtual learning. Paul has been an active musician in the Central Valley since 1981 a graduate in music education from the University of Pacific and a music master's degree from Holy Names University, Paul served for 27 years as third French horn in the Stockton Symphony under maestros Kyung Soo Wan and Peter Jaff. He has conducted dozens of musicals at Stockton Civic Theater, Delta College, Lincoln, Tokay, and St. Mary's High Schools. He has received two Sarda Ellie Awards for Outstanding Musical Direction, as well as numerous Willie Awards. As a performer, he was last seen as the Ghostbusters guy and Robin with the Stockton Symphony. His acting credits include Albin in La Cage à Foys at That's Showbiz and Adolfo Pirelli in Sweeney Todd at Stockton Civic Theater. He has taught orchestra, choir, and classroom music in Lincoln Unified for 32 years. He currently has two middle school and three high school choirs. Once a month, Paul teaches music class to the homeless at St. Mary's Dining Hall. He and his wife, Domini, were awarded the Star Award by Stockton Arts Commission in 2018. And they have two daughters, Alyssa and Ashley, and one son-in-law, Garrett. We are doing a special Christmas Eve episode because when I think of Christmas, especially being home in San Joaquin County, I think of going up to the Lincoln Village neighborhood as a kid to see Christmas Tree Lane, I think is what it's nicknamed, or when all all the streets are all the houses around Meadow and everywhere are just lit up. And then there is a lovely choir teacher who walks around with (laughs) students from the high school singing Christmas carols to everybody and all the houses and and everyone who walks by. And that would be Mr. Paul Kimball, who is here with us. (laughs) And he was my former teacher. You're the first teacher I've interviewed that was my teacher. (laughs) That would be so weird. When you were staring at me, I'm thinking, why is she staring at me? I want you to know I'm little Rosalie. What? <laughs> I remember it because I was like, Do you remember me? And you stared at me for a long time. You go, I do remember. I'm like, Do you really remember me? <laughs> you're just saying that because you're like, Oh no, I don't want to tell her I don't remember. <laughs> no, I had you. I had you at that point, but now you've morphed. Now you've morphed. I'd have to see the little picture again. I know. I need to find that little picture. I'm going to find that picture. That's we're on a vacation now. 
first day of our winter break, so I'm going to have a whole two weeks to tear my garage (laughs) apart to find the picture of my last day at Tully C. Knowles. I had to take a picture with Mr. Kimball with my first best friend. (laughs) Now, who was that? Jennifer? It was Jennifer Weldy. Froggy. Froggy, yeah, that's right. That's it. Oh, my gosh. And by the way, I'm I'm wearing a Tully Knowles sweater. Oh, look at it. It's TCK. There you go. Wow, tigers. That's right. Was TCK your first school? Um, Pretty much. I, I taught in the diocese for a couple of years before I got my teaching credential. So I taught at St. George's and St. Luke's and also at St. Mary's High School. I kind of, but when I first um, could become an official teacher and got a job in Lincoln Unified and they didn't say what it was going to be, I said, can you give me any school, but I want everything. I want all the classroom music. And at that point, everything, they didn't have seven, eight Mm -hmm. within the, they didn't have K-8 schools. Mm -hmm. So everything was K-6. And they said, well, there's this one school called Tully Knowles. I went, sure. <laughs> and I stayed for 20 years. Wow. What, yeah. You were at TCK for 20 years? For 20 years. Wow. And even 20 years. That's incredible. Yeah. I, and teaching over 30 now. 35 years. We were looking at, at your profile, your bio. I, was, mm. I didn't realize. Yeah. This is year 35. Though I don't. Did I count? I would have counted the diocese, yeah, because this is year 33 at, in the Lincoln District. Yeah, wow. What I remember is, because first of all, you were always the favorite. Like, I could not wait until Mr. Kimball came. And you would come oh to God. our classroom. Like, I remember, because then I, when I left TCK, I went to French Camp Elementary. And we had to go to the music room. But I remember I was like, well, TCK, he used to come to us. Like, I was like, yeah. and, you don't, and I remember you, we would all be waiting for you to come. We're all on the carpet. And then you'd quietly walk in and you'd take out your little tuning fork. And mm-hmm. then you would put it on the whiteboard. And then that was, that was our cue to all be quiet. And you would just stand there holding the tuning fork on the whiteboard until we all got quiet. And then you'd be like, okay, here we go. And then we'd all sing the songs <laughs> oh that's it that was magical well it's interesting because so many music teachers want a music room gotta have a music room mm-hmm. right um it's it's a practical thing and a self-esteem thing and i basically at tck for those 20 years never had one except a couple of times for choir and the rooms had so much mold in them they were both condemned and oh my gosh. <laughs> oh, but, but in retrospect, I would much rather it, it have been exactly like that. Because mm-hmm. not only am I walking into the world of the kids, I'm walking into that teacher's world. Mm-hmm. So we sort of call that the golden age of TCK, even though I'm sure right now the present TCK people would call their time the golden <laughs> age. Wow. But we got very close, mm-hmm. all of the uh, faculty, and you would teach your own children or the or, or some teachers kids and watch them grow it was it was really neat it was it was a big party then i like to i like to know that i wasn't there during the golden age that's cool <laughs> yeah, oh, totally. did you totally. actually teach your own children yes wow oh mega what's, i had what's that like you know she needs to take notes <laughs> my kids are at john r williams 
Oh, are they? Oh, that's great. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I know their music teacher. She was great. She was my student teacher there. Oh, really? Uh, at Lincoln last year. Yeah. Oh, okay. I knew she was new because my daughter, so they're half Filipino. And so they were telling, my daughter goes, we had a Filipino teacher and now she's gone. And I was like, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> she was, I was like, do you not like the new one? She goes, no, she's nice. I just liked having someone Filipino. I was like, oh, okay, well. Maybe again someday. <laughs> oh, so did she have Carl? She was had Carl Udang. I think so. She couldn't remember her name. That was a thing. She was like, she, I just knew her as the music teacher. I was like, okay, well, <laughs> you must not like oh, her that much. You didn't know her name. <laughs> and it's a her, and she's Filipino. Mm -hmm. That's what she said. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, her name's escaping me right now, but I'm pretty sure I know exactly who it would be. At that age, yeah. everyone is yeah. just teacher. I don't. No, because I knew Mr. Kimball. Well, yeah. well, we used to call him Froggy. That's where Froggy... I don't know why. I don't even know what we were doing, but we, me and my best friend were always calling him Froggy for some reason. <laughs> I don't know how that happened, but it's, it's stuck. That's Jennifer Weldy, Froggy. That's good. Yeah. Man. So, yeah, we were looking at all your experience over the years and how involved mm -hmm. you've been. You've actually... You're from Stockton? No, I'm... Well, I'm from Berkeley. Oh, wow. So I, I, yeah, I grew up in crazy here for uh, school when you went to UOP, correct? Yes. Okay. Yeah, because they had the music conservatory yes, there. Yes, yes. And I'm a French hornist and got a nice scholarship nice. far enough away from home. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and you sort of knew the writing on the wall was that I'd probably be a music teacher because mm -hmm. I was hanging out with all those people and everything. <laughs> but I was originally, um, oh, what was I? I was a like a general ed but with a music concentration oh. and that's like, ah, let me just switch over <laughs> okay but it's interesting though i mean as a brass player of course i've become a band teacher because that's what you do mm -hmm. you know you right. kind of follow your people um which i kind of wanted to do but then i went to this convention in um hayward california music educators association hmm. and there was a children's choir Oh. And they're all about fourth and fifth grade, I want to say. And the sound was so beautiful. I hadn't really heard a children's choir that much. Mm. Then, and you'll appreciate this, Rosalie, <laughs> that she hands a piece of music to this little boy who was probably a fifth grader. And she said, he's never seen this piece before. And he sings in solfege. So me re do or whatever he did, uh -huh. and hand signs, and I just went, "Wow!" <laughs> okay, wait a minute. I want to do that. That's. So I want to cool. do that. Yeah. yeah, there is something about the the voice of a child. Um, it's interesting. Uh, I grew up listening to my parents. Were, I don't know what it was. They're super into the sound of music, and yeah. so we would like watch it all the time and listen to the soundtrack all the time. And my kids recently, they were, I don't know who exposed it to them, but they were uh, singing the songs from the, you know, from, from the Sound of Music. And I was like, oh, you, have you seen it? And I, we watched it together. And it's so amazing how, you know, how that it's so timeless. And it's something that's entertaining for people, you know, it doesn't matter what the age is. Mm -hmm. And um, I think it really is just the, the way that the children's voices carry and... Um, I know that one of my favorite uh, things to listen to, or at least when I was coming up from band and kind of getting exposed to music, I, I stumbled on the Vienna Boys uh, Choir. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. uh, 
you know, with, uh, I think it was Agnes Dei or something like that. And it was mm. just the most, oh my gosh, it's one of those things where when you hear that, there's nothing quite like it. Well, that's what I think is amazing. There's so many things, you've hit so many different <laughs> things I could talk about. A, I was listening to the Vienna Boys Choir today. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Isn't it crazy? Your, you know, especially yeah. at Christmas time. Yes, you know, Christmas time. Find Vienna Boys Choir Christmas. <laughs> <Yeah>. Okay. <laughs> yes. You know, and then Sound of Music, I remember singing the songs when I would have been about four or five. Mm-hmm. I remember that. And then I um, music directed the whole show. Mm-hmm. Not directed, but music directed. So taught the kids the songs, trained an orchestra, worked with all the leads, and then conducted it, I think, 16 performances at uh, Stockton Civic Theater. Wow. Wow. And it's a powerful show. Oh, yeah. It is powerful. I mean, when you have Mother Abbess doing Climb Every Mountain <laughs> at the end of the first act it's unbelievable (laughs) and then you have this return of of climb every mountain at the very end yes yes. in the movie everything is is pre-recorded etc in the show i'm trying to remember how it worked you have nuns singing off stage coming on coordinating with something else and i'm in the pit Hoping it all works every night. <laughs> Hoping it all works. And actually, one night, yeah. it all starts with um, basically plain chant. Mm-hmm. So the nuns are singing in Latin. Mm-hmm. And that's the opening. And they'd have them coming on from stage right and stage left. And, and it's a cappella, so no, mm-hmm. no accompaniment. Right. And they've got to follow my hands or it's going to die. Well, one night they didn't have my stage light on. Oh, no. And I didn't start the show. (laughs) (laughs) There must be an overture. I can't even remember, but I just didn't play the overture yet and just got somebody to come down. They went and got a a ladder or cherry picker. Wow. Plugged in a new light bulb. I went, great. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah, it would have been a long evening because this is a visual art once yes. you're performing. Right. You know. You know, I I had a great band teacher in high school, and um, I actually always thought my band, and this is serious. I always thought my band teachers were very, just, like I don't know what the word is. They just knew everything. I always felt uh. like I was so amazed how they knew what I was doing. They knew what the horns were doing. They knew it uh, all the percussionists were doing i was just so amazed by how it's possible to arrange this chaos right and um one of the things that is it's really interesting to me is the how challenging it is to i only know a little bit now but my band uh, teacher was telling me about conservatory and like what was required to be in that type of training and i was just like how how do you how do you learn so much? I can't even imagine being proficient in uh, every you know instrument and just having some knowledge and, and you know conceptual understanding of uh, the function of every instrument. And then obviously he's trying to teach me some advanced stuff about the different scales and the circle of you know the, the different uh, uh, different ways you do the scales. And I just it was beyond me. I was like, geez, man, this is some real complex <laughs> stuff we're talking about. Really complex stuff. Yeah. Well, like anything, A, you do a little bit at a time. And B, I don't know anybody that 
really hears everything. But also, <laughs> it seems like they it, it. Yeah, it does seem like it. But you just go, something's wrong, and yep. it seems to be coming from that yeah. blob of sound there. Something will be a blob of sound. And back when I taught, you know, instruments, it might be, say, the trombones. Okay, yeah. trombones was to it, yeah. and you still can't figure it out. Third trombone, let me hear you. Aha! Yeah. <laughs> but in your mystified eyes, how did they know? I just said, what? <laughs> they know that I need to adjust my mouthpiece? I was like, how do you know this? <laughs> sure. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Exactly. Uh, it's just beautiful. I think, um, I don't know, we're, we're, we're fortunate to have people who know how, how to do this. And I always wonder what the music program will look like when my kids get to it. I always wonder, you know, because it's always a question, is it like how well funded will it be? Um, how many right. people will be participating? What's the interest going to look like? You know, how well will they take to it? Um, I feel like they're getting a pretty good foundation as it is, you know, being young. But I'm really looking forward to when they're actually in here practicing, you know, every day oh, the way I used to do it. You know, <laughs> I want to the hear sound. them practicing, yeah. the room, you know. Well, I get to hear them since we're virtual learning. I hear when they're with their music teacher in yeah. the room. Oh, I can great. hear even with, we'll have all the doors shut, like their door shut in the room, my door shut, and then I can hear her singing. I'm like, oh, they must have music today. I hear like a like mm. harmonizing happenings from the distance. Yeah, <laughs> yeah with Miss Anne. Yeah, yes, that's great. Yeah, so I'll hear them singing in there. Well, one of the most wow. exciting things too when you're when you're a kid is when you finally get to do your first performance. And I just, oh. I'm looking forward to like just seeing, cause that was a great feeling growing up. I just remember looking forward to those performances, how, how important they were, just getting a chance to express yourself and then be with your, your peers and, and everyone kind of feeling that pressure together and feeling the relief when it's over and <laughs> the joy, of, you know, it's just amazing. That's where, oh man, you're, you're bringing up, they're almost <laughs> memories now, yeah. um, but a live performance with any group. Mm -hmm. Number one, always has that tightrope feeling. Can you pull this off, <laughs> yeah. even with a professional group? Mm -hmm. But with a school group, mm -hmm. there's an added magic. So mm -hmm. you're going to go see your kid, and even if it's horrifying, you're going to love it because it's your kid. Right. <laughs> right. But, but what's neat, and I've told the kids this, um, if you can produce something that truly is good mm -hmm. like you said i mean those sounds of children's voices a beautiful fifth grade voice can destroy you mm -hmm. emotion mm -hmm. so beautiful when you have that plus the family mm. nothing can replace that yep. the magic in the room yep when that happens absolutely God, i love it yeah <laughs> and it also is just i mean remembering it as a kid it's just such a like we talk about all the time how we need to keep the arts in education always. And there's so many important like academic um, achievements that come from introducing the arts, but it was just so fun. Like, why are we so against kids having fun? Like, do we have to always have the data to show that music is fun? <laughs> like, it's just, it was like, it's like my memories when we, when, especially going through teacher credentialing, since I've only been teaching for five years. So my teacher credentialing was very recent. And I remember they always want to ask, like, what are your memories of when you were in school? And one of the prominent ones was when Mr. Kimball came and sang with us. Like, and because it was such a huge break from, you know, trying so hard to please our teacher 
and get all the answers right and write, you know, make our handwriting just a little more clear because, you know, at that age, it's all about good handwriting and addition and subtraction. And But then it was like, but then for like, I don't know how long was it, like a 30 minutes that we were with you? or like, Yeah, depending on what grade. Yeah, yeah it was just like, it's like all that mattered was that we got to sing songs and... I don't, and I, honestly, because when I transferred to the other school, to French camp, I never had a music teacher that, like, impacted me the way you did. Like, I just remember, like, we had some other ones at the other school. I think we went through two. Um, but I was like, no, this was one of my favorite teachers was my music teacher. Like, I always, I always remember. And I think I had told you about yeah. him. Yeah. Like, I had, before, yeah. when we That's met. She was so excited when she saw you. Yeah, him. like, I was, I was like, like oh. I didn't know. I was like, we used to have this music teacher when I went to school in Stockton. Yeah. He was so cool. And, yeah. like, and then, like, and then I became a teacher. And then I was like, I, and I said, I'm being hired by Lincoln. I wonder if Mr. Kimball's still there. Yeah. And then I saw you walking across campus. I was like, oh, my God, one of my favorite teachers is here. Like, he's right there. Yeah. Oh, and I still goodness. don't call you by your first name. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. That's always weird. <laughs> They're frozen in time. Yeah. They're frozen like... in time, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then with well, so... The... Oh, go ahead. I mean, I kept it always really basic. Mm-hmm. As in, it wasn't sitting around watching TV. Mm-hmm. It, you know what I mean? Showing, let's let's look at the videos and watch other people. It's Rosalie and Froggy and the rest <laughs> of the gang singing together as a class. Right. Mm-hmm. And the more beautiful you do, you do as a group and individually, it does have a major impact on you, mm-hmm. on your soul and mine too. I mean, that personal connection mm-hmm. all the time. And especially, um, like I said, 20 years of TCK meant that I had a bunch of kids from kindergarten all the way through sixth grade, and then some of them K through eight, mm-hmm. and just a very few because I went and transferred to the high school. I had, well, my daughter would have been one of them. Don't think I had the other one in each grade, but another girl, Talisha, mm-hmm. kindergarten through senior year, wow. had her every year. Wow. You know, <laughs> and she was a violinist in orchestra. That's how that happened. Oh, yeah. Because I used to teach orchestra at Lincoln High School. Um, but that's special. And the, and the current setup that I have is similar. It's not like in your days where I had every single kid in the class Uh or in school rather, but I have two choirs at Sierra and then three choirs at Lincoln. So I get to have the experience of following that kid, following that voice, Mm -hmm. following that talent all the way up to senior year. And it's always amazing when you hit the quick little rehearsal before we do that terrifying Star Spangled Banner. <laughs> and I'm telling you, it is terrifying. <laughs> that's the one thing everybody's going to hear. Yep. You know, yeah. that's the biggest audience that wipes out your combined audiences in terms of number. Yep. They're acapella. Mm-hmm. Those microphones are taking them, you know, Hither and yond mm-hmm. to the neighborhoods. Yeah. And you're hoping to God they can concentrate. Yeah. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> and so everything goes silent for that. But that's also so gratifying because that seventh grader suddenly is a college mm. choir. Because they sound like that by the end of May. You know, um, 
the growth aspect of it is extremely uh, i think it's like core to the experience it's just when you're i remember entering in as, as a sixth grader into a, a band and watching and like hearing myself and knowing it was bad and then <laughs> coming um into the group and performing as a group realizing okay together we're not so bad but sure. then also listening to the seventh graders in their performance and thinking wow they're better than we are and then listening to the eighth grader and saying wow maybe we can actually be as good as them one day and thinking you know just knowing that there is improvement in, in the horizon but also recognizing that together you will sound better but if you work at it individually there's a there's a big payoff when when you become comfortable with your with your you know skill and you 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 you, you, you have a foundation built you just get so much confidence and you you get to play with it more you get to have more fun with it and i, I think it's just such a cool experience to to grow in that and like you're saying it's you know you you can imagine being back there when you were just brand new as a sixth grader or whatever and like oh my goodness this used to be so difficult i thought it was impossible to learn these things and then as a you know senior year procession of the nobles or you know something mm -hmm. really complicated you know stuff that you were like no way we're ever going to touch that but then you do and you're like oh it's possible yeah. Oh yeah, that's a great piece. Da, 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 da. <laughs> yeah. But my my former colleague, may he rest in peace, Chris mm. Anderson, mm. who was at Don Riggio and he was at Claudia Landine, talked about that in terms of hearing a beginner the first time, mm -hmm. saying that most people think, oh gosh, that's going to be, <laughs> you know, a, a terrible sound. And to him, it's I, and I can't remember exactly how he said it, mm -hmm. but basically. It's the potential. Yes. And that's how it is as, as teachers. Um, I'm never cutting up a kid's talent. Mm -hmm. It's always, mm, okay, how do I do it? Yeah. How do I get this kid to sing? Maybe it's teaching them to get into head voice, mm -hmm. teaching them the easiest piece in the world mm -hmm. so that they're not trying to do so much mm -hmm. so fast. But when they, when they first get it, um, I'm not sure if Tommy and Darina were there in your time, Rosalie. These I two kids. I don't remember those names. The okay, only, I only remember a girl named Megan who was in my class. Who I was like, I want to sing good like Megan. Like that's <laughs> all I remember. Well, Megan that that might have, be it. That might have been her name. Hmm. Yeah, she. I remember she was always in my class, and. Whenever you came and you would have her sing by herself, I'd always be, I'd go home and say, like, I want to be good like Megan. Like, I was, because like, she had, like, a really pretty voice. Oh, yeah. I'm pretty sure that's our, our I called her Bensie baby. That's the same name. <laughs> <Wow. laughs> but what were we saying? We were talking about. So Tommy and. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Tommy and Dorina. Those two little dudes who I had in classroom music forever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They both were like that. <laughs> and but we call it the Tommy and Dorina show. Ladies and gentlemen, the Tommy and Dorina show. And they'd come up, I go, and they go <laughs> for years and years. So finally, I want to say about five years later, Tommy flipped into head voice. Oh. And we all cheered. Wow. I can't remember it. Jarena must have gotten it, but that that is so satisfying. Mm -hmm. 
because those guys now are your age. Yeah. And I'm sure they're down. Maybe they sing to their kids yeah. or, or sing to themselves. And it, it gives them something. Mm-hmm. And they don't have that feeling of, oh, gosh, I'm no good. Singing is for somebody else. Right. Singing is for everybody. Music is for everybody, mm-hmm. regardless of your initial talents. Hey, I need to pick your brain. Have any idea what we should do next? Oh, sure, because that's a very touching and yet lively piece. So could you sing the first verse? And, oh, there's our friend Kristen. Kristen, nice snow castle. Oh, yeah, I Yeah, beautiful. I love how you do that. Could you be the fa-la-la girl? Wonderful. Okay, let's hear you girls. Here we go. was that we weren't performing right we were doing music for the sense of making music yeah and learning the building blocks of teaching you all how to read in a sequential matter teaching really good songs mm-hmm. really good music so that it stays with you is is something that's lifelong and whenever i get like say a facebook message from a former student that's just had their first child or their second child. Mm-hmm. I always put sing to the baby. Yeah. I do, Mr. Campbell, all the time. Oh man, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I sing to all my babies all yeah. the time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I bet you sing beautifully. Oh gosh, I try. I do. I this is what I always remember. It's so funny because all these years I always remembered that you would have us be, you would have us singing in class, and then you'd be watching us. And sometimes we would start yawning and then we would stop. And then you used to go mm-hmm. sing through the yawn, sing through your yawning. So it opens your throat. So I, yeah. I remember like sometimes like if I was singing to my babies and I'm exhausted, brand new mother, and I would start to yawn and I'd be like, Mr. Kimball would say to keep going. Like, I, I got to oh, sing through the man. yawn because it Burn. opens my throat. Oh, nice. <laughs> Yeah, and wow. you know, 
Rosie and I met in Korea, and there is a strong karaoke culture there. Yes, there is. So we uh, we had a couple nights singing karaoke, and I think that's when she fell in love. Oh, gosh. Uh, <laughs> I recall it was either NSYNC or Backstreet Boys. Oh, my God. But one of the two, I think I hit her right there in the heart. With I love it. <laughs> that's you know, um, the former conductor of the Stockton Symphony, Kyung Soo Won, mm-hmm. from Korea. Wow. And then Yeji Chu, I never know how to say, I always say your name wrong, Choi, and even, and she's a good friend of mine, even. <laughs> um, she's the UOP choir director, also from Korea. So there's, yeah, there's something happening there. Oh, yeah. K-pop. Oh, yeah. They do, K-pop. Actually, they do. They oh, actually, man. so we watched something, you showed it to me, I think. There's something on Netflix, some show we watched, and they actually broke down why, even before it became a big deal here in the United States in the last few years, it like they've mm. been very successful when it comes to pop music internationally. And they did a whole breakdown on like why, I mean, they've, they've turned it into a science basically on like, you know, the, the, the type of voices that they, they recruit to become pop singers. And then the, um, the music, like they incorporate all kinds of different music. Like it's not just, basic pop they try to incorporate classical music and latin music and hip-hop music and they've just kind of like really formulated like so that's why they've been so and then finally that's i think we've been their target for a long time and they finally (laughs) broke through that american mainstream and now all the kids can't get get enough (laughs) they love their k-pop huge huge (laughs) what a place to express and it's fun i mean you know we are in the computer age and you can Mm -hmm. press your karaoke sing along. I do that sometimes when I'm around. Yes. around that. Yeah. Oh, all right. I got an orchestra back up yeah. here. That's... I would love to have you over for some karaoke sometimes. <laughs> sing, everybody. Yeah, we do so. <laughs> so oh, that'd be great. That actually does, speaking of virtual, how are you teaching music over the internet? <laughs> like, how is that working? Okay, so that's, that's the big question, isn't it? <laughs> yes. I mean, yeah. Because our subject... All of music pretty much was wiped out <laughs> because of the latency issue. Yeah. I mean, here we are literally on Google Meet, which is kind of great, actually, because that's what we're kind of aiming at in, yeah. in this. So as people know, the latency issue is what wipes it out. Yeah. If you and I try to play a duet or sing a, a, a fast duet, it's going to be sure. or the happy birthdays. Yeah. So there was a whole sequence of things. I mean, first of all, we're really going home. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. We really have to figure out how do you set up a Google Meet? Yeah. How, how do we do this? Are the kids going to show up? Oh my goodness. <laughs> they don't have to show up because they already yeah. have heard that they're going to get the grade they just got last right. quarter. Um, I don't know what to do with them, but but we were in triage mode at that point. Right. And so it was just keeping them happy mm-hmm. that was stage one um singing to them maybe talking a few of them into singing some solos mm. um then it was okay let's do music appreciate and that didn't feel good right even though it was easy i mean here we are right where we did this welcome to my little my kitchen right here <laughs> um, I could literally say, hi, guys, how are you doing? Blah, 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 blah. Let's do a roll. Okay, now we're going to listen to, um, there was a guy named Gene Kelly. He did Singing in the Rain. Mm. Okay? So now <laughs> let's watch that. Boom. Turn it on. And I would literally go make some lunch yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> and then he's da ba da 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 da. Boom. What did you guys think of that? Wasn't that kind of neat? Put it in the chat. Boom. Here's another thing. But yeah. I thought, yeah, it's too easy and it does not feel good. Mm -hmm. Um, a lot of people are putting virtual groups together, and I'm not one of them. This is what's <laughs> going to be interesting. So what we do is get together and teach everybody an individual part, mm -hmm. like your sax part, for example. Mm -hmm. And then somehow you record it with your headphones on a click track yeah. and somebody spends hours yes. putting yeah. it all together. That's and we see these all over YouTube and yeah. some of them yeah. are superb. Yep. But that's a recording session. Yeah. So then it literally hit me, I want to say mid-April. Hmm. It just hit me, and I got so excited about this, I couldn't sleep. Hmm. And it was, instead of fighting the latency issue, instead of going, gosh, it's a drag, and we can't do the Beatles, gone. Ray Charles, he's, he's gone. Um, Bach is gone. Whatever the cavemen sang, maybe they would survive, actually. Who knows? But, you know, you name any style, um, it's gone if you want to do it in a group. And then I thought, wait a minute, write your own music that allows for the latency. Oh, that's mm -hmm. really cool. Isn't that something? So, so instead of fighting it, saying mm -hmm. that if I've got Rosalie and Alex and Paul, what could, what could we do? And there's a lot you can do if you completely know your um, limitations. And by the way, I have, recorded examples oh my I'm, I'm so ready for you i have yes. notes of when things happen i was just doing this madly yes. um, nice. yeah. so for example you can play the piano can play by itself because nothing needs to coordinate with that so you can have an intro okay say something like that happens and then piano is going like and Alex goes, hello. And at some point, Paul goes, hello. And then Rosalie comes in, hello. And Anthony too. But it doesn't have to be specifically <laughs> on the team. It's going to sound sort of good. Now, yeah. granted, we're on Google Meets, which is not designed for music. It's designed for, for this. This right. is heaven. You know, for, for meeting in the people from Singapore are meeting with the people right. from Germany and Japan, and we would like to put all of our shares together and create widgets <laughs> for our company. Great. Exactly. <laughs> we'll screen, but it is not designed for music no. whatsoever. No. So I did, a, I wrote a little radio play called The Little Flashlight and <laughs> <laughs> gave a bunch of people lines, and it all took place literally around here, and the flashlight was looking for its its purpose in life and it would ask different things. It would ask the wind, what is my purpose? And I'd have the kids then go, oh, okay. I literally walk the computer around, walked it to my backyard and showed the trees. Hmm. So in other words, nice. it still was pretty basic. Yeah. And at one point, a couple of kids sang starlight, star bright. And so that was pretty much it, but I would also experiment with the kids mm -hmm. and then spent all summer writing a bunch of music and the first thing that i wrote 
was a, an advanced chorus piece. I thought, I'm going to go straight to chamber. Mm-hmm. Found a text by um, Alfred Lord Tennyson about echoes, mm-hmm. as a matter of fact, and wrote a piano part, wrote all of this stuff, and then recorded it all myself and overdubbed myself. Wow. So we hear that. So we're in the middle of learning that right now, but Christmas took over. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Wrote a piece that put a whole bunch of children's songs together. And that's on YouTube. If you bug me afterwards, I can send yeah. you the link. Well, okay. when, when we were young, Alyssa Cavero did some visuals for it. But it's six and a half minutes, and we recorded it in one shot over wow. uh, Google Classroom. Onto uh, GarageBand, and I add a little bit of reverb, but that was a freaking miracle that everybody's computer worked. Yeah, you know what? Who are the glitches and everything? Yeah. So we all did that. All actually, all five of my choirs learned that because you had to go back to the beginning. We can't sing something in advance if we can't sing "Rain, Rain." That's it. Get your throat up. You're ready. Yeah. Roughly. <laughs> I know you saw that. <laughs> That's I yawned. <laughs> Um, so we got that going. Now, sometimes the computer, as you know, decides whose mic it wants to take. Mm-hmm. So the computer would decide, oh, we're going to just hear that inner voice harmony and not the melody so much, mm-hmm. etc. But we messed with that a lot um, and did some live performances. So second semester, if you want to get together and do a class share Google Meet, yeah. I did it with Bradis. Really? And- okay. Yeah, yeah, and did it with um, with Mrs. Wolf, the piano teacher, and with Karen Meredith. We literally did live performances. That's so cool. Yeah, so that yeah. felt great. I think my students and, will love that. <laughs> and I did a little article in a choral journal where they took everybody's article. It was so funny. Just everybody. <laughs> they didn't care. And I got um, inquiries from all around the United States about this style of music. Whether anybody actually did it or not, I don't know, but I sent out scores. Nice. So with that, what our latest projects were in all five choirs, every choir did a radio program. And what makes me proud of the radio program, we didn't record it in one straight shot. I mean, that just did not happen. But everything did happen in class. And you'd get large chunks that sometimes they could go on for minutes before something would happen. Mm. Dog barks really loudly, you know, <laughs> <laughs> or I tried to sing my solo, but I, I kept pressing, you know. <laughs> so they they sound like they would, but they're kind of charming. Yeah. Are you ready? You want to hear an example? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> okay, let me see. So I've got, let me give you the seventh graders, because they're so cute and they're so young. <laughs> okay, and this will be the beginning. I'm going to open recent. This is the beginning of their holiday radio show. Oh, gosh, it's going to be so cute. Right here. So, again, it's kind of funky. And you also, again, I'm from Berkeley. So, hey, man. coming <laughs> from everywhere and kind of echoes. It, it, it works. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so here they are. We are this year's singers, and we have some holiday music for you. Sit back and relax, and enjoy the music. 
So now we trade off solos. minutes wow. they produce a 20 minute radio show oh, but isn't that crazy i mean i'm there at the piano mm -hmm. and you're just hoping that this kid comes in yeah yep. kid, and they've gotten more and more savvy at it mm -hmm. at it over the last four months so is the trick holding the note until the next person comes in is that what um because i noticed some of them held it until the next student came in and then some of them dropped and then the next student came in there was a little pause oh they must have and i don't even quite know how we are coordinating the piano and the voices wow <laughs> I, I somehow i'm able in the afternoon and mrs w in the morning to just be off enough yeah <laughs> that you start getting a sick sense of it you know yeah. the faster songs are way more difficult of oh, course yeah. than oh, the yeah story. yeah that is so cute. <laughs> you know, you really, you really managed to adapt to the situation. I think really beautifully. That's, that's something you can't expect from every every teacher. Yeah, <laughs> that's well, really cool. And if you think about it, I mean, choir. You signed up to be in a group. You did right. not sign up to sing solos yeah. all the time. Yeah. And I'm talking you into singing solos all the time. Yeah. Including sight reading. Mm -hmm. I'll just say, okay, Alex. <laughs> Could you read this one? Oh, and then gosh. they are reading in front of everybody wow. on their screen. But I let them know, just like I was saying with the, with the insecure singer, I want them to make mistakes because it gives me something to do. Right, right. Help them through it. And that's really fun. Mm -hmm. Wow. You know, and, and you, you let the geniuses fly. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> that, that also, like, I think speaks to what is always discussed about you have to build that trusting relationship with them like if they trust you they're gonna say okay mr yeah. kimball i'll do it and they're gonna do yeah. it <laughs> and they're gonna let you help them <laughs> yeah. well and i've been hearing a whole bunch of oh, there you're hearing our cat feeder that's the automatic <laughs> cat feeder going our, um, cats, our cats over here jumping our, on our desk. cats over here yeah. acting up too <laughs> i saw your cat maybe your cat wants to come eat our cats. <laughs> But that's been really fun, is hearing kids' confidence grow and just the beauty of their own voices. Mm -hmm. And they're pretty ready for it, you know? Yeah. Any kid, okay, saying, all right. So do you, know, you, do you feel like that there is, in that way, like there's, there's that silver lining benefit of this situation that they're kind of being put in a position where their confidence is having to grow a little faster than, than maybe 
normally they'd be able to hide in the crowd, but now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they used to hide in the crowd a lot. <laughs> Absolutely. Now they're still hiding. You know, we all have the issue of not being able to see all their faces. And in our issue, you know, if you see the face and the audio, it, it clouds up the sound, the more kids. So I've just mm -hmm. thought, okay, whoever I see, I see. I'm not worrying so much about right, it anymore. Yeah. That's but yeah, it's yeah. definitely a silver lining. I definitely find that as a battle I no longer wish to die on is the camera. <laughs> I'm like, I just, I'm like, you know what? If you want to be um, an anime character, fine. <laughs> right. You're an anime character. <laughs> well, I bet you find this too. I mean, I say this to some of my kids. I have no clue what you look like. Yeah, I tell them that all the time. You're so beautiful, but I wouldn't know you if you if I saw you at Target. Exactly. <laughs> And I actually think about that. I actually do think about it because I don't, I live in Lathrop. We live in Lathrop, but I, we do a lot of our errands in Stockton because Stockton has more stores than we do. And um, I think I'm like, one day some student's going to walk up to me and be like, Miss Alceda, if they recognize me over the mask, I don't know. But and I'm going to be like, uh, what's your icon on your Zoom? Because yeah. <laughs> like maybe I'll recognize their voice. I actually, I had... I don't, I don't remember. We were doing some kind of discussion and on Zoom, because I use the Zoom platform, so they, sometimes when they talk, it won't tell me who's talking because of, you know, it just does that. And so I've been having to try to learn their voice. And so sometimes I can, I can guess like, oh, is that Eric? And they're like, yes. And I'm like, okay, I'm just asking because I don't know who's talking right now. And then they're, and then sometimes I don't recognize their voice. And then, and now it's funny because it's, Usually I feel like a student is like, oh, you don't remember my name? But then they're just like, you don't recognize my voice yet? What the heck? <laughs> like, like, they're still the kids that they were. Yes, exactly. It's, I'm just like, well, at least you know what my face looks like. I don't even know what your face looks like. So. <laughs> well, I'm wearing a freaking mask in the morning because I have the pianist there. Oh, wow. And I've got this big kind of duck mask, so it looks completely ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> So I can open my mouth enough to semi-sing well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're living in some interesting times. We are living in it, yep. This but we're going to make it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, we're, we got the two vaccines have been approved now, so we're, we're, getting, we're getting there. Slowly yep. but surely, we are getting there. Do you have it's, a good yeah. sense that the kids, are uh, when they're with you, that they're getting... Um, I guess the interactions that they that they're they sort of need. I feel like my big concern for my kids is always like uh, the socialization part of school to me is pretty important, and yeah. I just don't know. You know, for me, especially in a music classroom, there's a lot of teamwork. Like I was saying, like being able to hear another person um, and and play off of what they're doing is really important. So I, I don't know. Do you feel like they're they're able to kind of pick up on one another that way as well still? You see the, some adaptations being made? Oh, adaptation. It's, we are an adaptation city, yep. world universe. Yep. Yes. It's so hard because you're right. Somebody does something and, and everybody doesn't applaud for them. Mm, but I tell them, I say, please put things in the comments. Um, I want you commenting all the time. 
you know, which in our regular world, that would be rude if they're typing on a computer. Right. Right. You know, when we've done these live performances. I said, could you do that? Because you feel sort of like an idiot too. You finish something and then go, what do you think, guys? Yeah. Were we good? You know? Right, right. As opposed to clap, 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 mm. have them all bow and, and things. So it's hard, but I think that's the name of the game. I mean, if you're remembering so much of your time back at TCK and what that group singing did for you, mm-hmm. um, that's why I prefer this than a slick um, virtual concert. Mm-hmm. I prefer yeah. them doing that because I could get those kids together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we could remember if I hadn't written it down, I have a lot of it where, where they know who comes next and do that live. It might get screwed up, which right. is fine, but it has that feeling of live. Right. Mm-hmm. So way back to your, your camaraderie question, when last spring, when we're doing music at Preach, and then I go, wait a minute, I'm going to write this little fable about the flashlight. Everything changed. It suddenly felt like choir, even though it was the simplest thing to do, make some wind sounds, make some ding dong, ding dong, dong sounds of the wind chimes, whatever it is I had them do. Um, You suddenly were nervous. Can we pull this off? We're going to do a little performance. Um, Bob, oh, Bob, you missed your entrance. Okay, let's go back again. (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry, Mr. Kimball. But it just felt like the whole pain in the butt. It, it really, I feel like what you're doing is is extremely, uh, you know, com- comparable to live performance, bec- right. you know, rel- relative to what you're talking about, the high production, those highly edited uh, performances you can see on YouTube. You know, before those became big, YouTube was mostly just people doing it on their own, very low production quality. And yeah, I, yeah. I, I feel like those videos are still my favorite videos if you find someone on youtube just singing you know with their guitar in in on the on the on the corner that to me is way more interesting than you see a guy and there's like a bunch of images of himself and five different you know oh, yeah. squares with yeah it's like okay i got you you're skilled but your editing skills are more on showcase there than your performing ability to me Absolutely. Yeah. Now, if you look, because we're Facebook buddies, Rosalie, as yes. we know, yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's how we communicated through Facebook. If you look at a post that I just did, mm. where it shows stars and it's mm. Chamber singing Silent Night, mm. and it goes on for like five or six minutes, um, all I did because we're not supposed we're not supposed to show their faces. Right, <laughs> at least I right. would call that. Yeah. So. Uh-huh. So in my low tech world, I mean, I've got them recorded on GarageBand. All I did was I played it nice and loud with this beautiful Bose, (laughs) um, Bose speaker system, and then found on YouTube, Starry Night. Mm -hmm. Starry Night music that goes on for four hours. (laughs) I went, oh, perfect. So I brought the volume all the way down and recorded from my phone it's staring at the stars oh. while you hear chamber. I mean, if that's not low tech, right, right. <laughs> and it turned out right. And I got a lot of comments from some really talented people mm. that are on my friends list. Mm. And that felt great because again, it's 
four sections. So you do the one person silent night, mm -hmm. holy night, and then another person comes in and takes over and takes over. And we get really weird <laughs> in the, we do it in German after that. And then the third time, this gal named Shannon Shepard, she sings melody and then everybody does the echoes. Silent night, silent night, holy night. But it's it's pretty if you take it for what it is, right? And especially if you're looking at the stars, you go, "All right, we're we're in a yeah, echo chamber someplace." That's funny. My first Christmas concert in a choir was in fifth grade in Germany, and we sang "Stille Nacht" in in German. Yeah, and. I tell you, yeah, man, that's that's a beautiful thing. That's a beautiful thing. Absolutely. Yeah, I teach it in German every year to everybody. Because then they're the cool person. Yeah. <laughs> I can sing a song in German. Exactly. I still I... remember it. <laughs> Boy, here I am cross-country skiing down Pacific Avenue in Stockton after that freakish snowstorm that we just had. But how beautiful it is. I don't know, though, how to start our holiday album. Oh, you know who I see in the distance? It's Alyssa. Hi, Alyssa. Hi, Kimbo. In this crazy cross-country skiing out here? Yeah, it's insane. We never get snow. We don't, but boy, do we know how to work with it when it comes, huh? Yeah. You know, I was thinking about our holiday album. I don't know how to begin the thing. Do you have any ideas? Why not with the cars of Jingle Bells? Jingle Bells! How could I not have thought of that? That's a great idea. How does the first part go? If I recall, you sing that really beautifully. Dashing through the snow On a white horse open sleigh With a feet we go Laughing all the way Ha 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 some folks free, making spirits bright. Our fun is so right, and sing as light as tonight. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. was magnificent singing. I'm so excited that the whole choir came around on your skis to sing along. You know, this time of year fills me with lots of joy, especially the jokes. Anybody know any good wintry jokes? I do. You do, Emily? Cool. How does your joke go? I don't know. A reindeer. Oh, that's so cute. Anybody else have a joke? I like Kimball. Oh, you do the original Alyssa. How does your joke go? Where do snowmen go to dance? I don't know. Where do they go? The snowball. <laughs> that's great. Speaking of Christmas music, when did you start um, the caroling? Um, down meadow and during um, Christmas time. Oh, that well, that precedes me. Um, oh. Curtis Manna, who was before me, he did it. 
Oh, okay. Well, I definitely had to do it. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if Gary Wright, who was before him, did that, did that or not, but it wouldn't surprise me. And it's so handy because yeah. it's yeah. right there. We just meet in the choir room <laughs> uh -huh. and walk over and it's not required. And it's usually the Friday night. Mm -hmm. yeah. And so it would have been last night, though last year we skipped it. Oh, really? We did. I can't remember it what the deal was but we had a replacement for it might have been super rainy and a lot of things that happened but we sang at the zoo we did zoo lights oh okay right before a major storm hit uh, yeah. just enough that we sang at all kinds of animal cages and to different mm. people around and it was beautiful mm. you know i got on a bus there and then got on the school bus going back and i just remember just the rain attacking us wow. where's that at, at mickey's grove at mickey grove yeah exactly yeah. i love that but place. what i love about the meadow is number one it's this magical experience mm -hmm. it's I, I invite the seventh graders on up through through seniors and hearing audiences from cars yeah that's really neat mm -hmm. you know it's just so cool, like, because the times that we've been out there and we've seen you out with the group, yeah. just, there's something about, like, everybody's out on Meadow driving up and down, people are yeah. walking, and then you see this, like, formation coming through the crowd, singing, and then it's just like, there's the Lincoln kids, like, you're just like, there they are, and I don't know what it is, like, they just, something, of it's like watching, I don't know, it's like watching a, a, a different current in the water that is just stands out you know but it's still part of the of the whole scene and i just remember that first time when we had we'd come back and to california and i was like hey this is a big thing in stockton if you go down meadow all the everything's lit up and yeah. we used to do this when i was a kid and then we saw you coming through and i was just like this is it's just such a beautiful thing to see and, and you definitely you're making these memories that are going to last forever mm -hmm. and it's just so it's so simple but i think it's so profound yeah and i'm sure well, the that's kids... what i love it's simple mm -hmm. all it is like you said at the very beginning of our our, our get together here <laughs> you just need a tuning fork yeah. <laughs> you can go that basic it doesn't mm -hmm. need to be a million buttons no. except right. for when you're in covid yeah yeah but what i think is going to be interesting when we go back hybrid assuming that we do right let's exactly. let's see what happens you know? i've been saying that all along let's yeah, see yeah, let's see i know i know let's see but if some weird little miracle happens and hey there we are right. you know we've got half our class and if it's if it's raining we can't sing at all because we because since right. it's a um airborne right right virus, singing as we know is one of the worst right. uh trans What's the one am I trying to use? Trans transmission. Transmission. That's not the word. I don't know, but, yeah. but that, you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, but half of us would be outside on a beautiful day in masks, spread mm -hmm. apart. But we're back to the basics, mm -hmm. right? Ooh, maybe we can get our pianist out there a little bit. But hey, what the heck? Mm -hmm. It's singing out in nature. Now, granted, we can't do some gigantic monster piece with right. intricate intricate harmonies like right. that 
Right. But whatever. It's kind of hard to imagine that there haven't been plays being, you know, um, performed and you know, even on Broadway for the past, you know, since right. April. That's right. That's right. It's it's hard to imagine that live performances are like non-existent. I mean, you know, to the extent that they 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 should be or they they're meant to be. Um, I just think that's it's it's so interesting that we live in that time and you wonder you know how long is it going to be till the next time we will be able to and it's really you start appreciating mm. man you know how lucky so it's a little bit of a uh, um a humble brag but you know rosie and i were very lucky we saw uh, hamilton in san francisco yes. um um you know it was like the year before yeah right, uh, it was right it was for my birthday yeah wasn't it? yeah but it was the year before uh, yeah, COVID. So but, not this March, but last yeah, March. Yeah, last in 2019. Oh, yeah. And um, we were like talking about, oh, we, we got to find a way to do that again. Maybe bring, like, you know, my oldest daughter. and She loves Hamilton. Yeah. So she was super oh, mad when she found out. Yeah. We, she, we went without her. And then now we're just like, oh, well, <laughs> it came out on Disney Plus. Good enough. <laughs> yeah. That was a thrill, though. The original cast. Beautifully oh, done. yes. Yeah. It was so cool to yeah. see it with the original cast. And what? so it was so cool with me too, like going back to how powerful music is mm. because he he got to go see Hamilton in New York and I couldn't go because I was working because I'm teaching. And so he, he went and uh, he has a, a, his best friend lives in New York. So they he took my ticket. So when he came back, he brought the soundtrack. So, and I hadn't heard, I had only heard of Hamilton. I heard a few snippets. I saw when Lin-Manuel did the poetry slam for President Obama, um, when he did that. So when he first workshopped it, that was it. So he brought it and um, he had it playing in the car all the time. And then as I would drive and run errands, Hamilton would be playing. So it got to a point where I'd finally heard the entire soundtrack from beginning to end. And when I remember when when you get to the part when um, Philip is gonna go duel, and then the duel ends badly, and I'm like mm-hmm. in the car sobbing, and I was oh. like, I haven't even seen this play. I'm just listening to these actors sing this song, and I am like, Philip, why? <laughs> like, why would right. you? <laughs> yeah. It's just like I was, and I remember because I've never had music make me cry, yeah. and I was. Yeah sobby and that one and when um eliza when eliza the, the it's she sings qu- the end when well well that part when she sings um it's quiet uptown uh, and uh, then they make up and they say that part when they go forgiveness i was yeah. like oh, she forgave him <laughs> <laughs> just the stories and the emotions and the connection you feel from the voices is that something that you are considering for yourself in the future because i know uh, when I was stalking you, that you were in Sweeney Todd as Mr. Pirelli, right? <laughs> yeah. Are you Are you looking forward to uh, maybe returning to do some performing uh, in the future? Oh, I've done a, I've done so much performing. I mean, a lot of conducting. That that's right. one thing. Just a lot of that. Um, see, again, you ask a question. I have five different. <laughs> different yeah. When you were talking about the live music. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing I, I would like my fellow musicians out there listening, you're still a musician. You just don't have to get paid for everything that you do. People want to hear you. Um, and don't think of it as performing for a big audience. Go perform for some people. 
So I literally will be warming up in here and I'll think, oh, okay, I got this piece and this piece, this piece. I'll go straight into my backyard, which is on a lake and play something. And sometimes I'll get applause. We've done planned things where people came out in their boats. And I've done that a lot, especially summertime-ish. Mm-hmm. Last um, in front of people's houses. Um, did it at Plymouth Square. The, the, the retired people opened up their windows and things like yeah. that. So there's yeah. that type of performing is so needed. Yeah. And, and I think you can do it on any instrument, especially if you had a good little sound system. Yeah. My instrument doesn't really need a sound system because it's right. basically an outside instrument. Right, right. In terms of my own performing, um, yeah, I did Pirelli about eight years ago, I yeah. think it was, seven years ago. <laughs> Which is awesome. <laughs> that was a thrill. Good friend of mine, Kevin, murdered me every single night. Hard <laughs> <laughs> to see, and you just cannot, you can't know that. Sweeney's going to get you. You have to think you've got the upper hand. And then, oh, wait a minute. What? (laughs) Um, But I was in La Cajo full about a year and a half ago, Mm -hmm. which is um, all about uh, this aged drag queen. Yes. Middle drag queen and his husband partner and their son. And it's hilarious and it's poignant. And everything. And when I heard that this group was going to do this, I went, I want that part. That is so I, I'm I'm only I've I've never gotten to see it performed because I'm I've only seen the Robin Williams movie. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um I wish I oh, had the seen movie it. Is incredible. Yes, I I, am, I can only imagine. <laughs> Someday I might well, have to go see it. It's a family story. That's yes. what's amazing. It's yes. a family story and I didn't play him as a drag queen except for when he was a drag queen right you actually literally do a drag show and everything right you know um and i'm not a drag queen in life but (laughs) to enter somebody's world Mm -hmm. and there were some actual drag queens in the in the show Mm. and to see that that was their beauty and their expression right and everything but um when he was his normal self i played him as a woman Mm. it could literally the first scene could be the two of you in about 20 years. <laughs> yes. I talk about where were you? I made a chicken right. and it was beautiful. You didn't come home, blah, 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 yeah. blah, blah. And you just play it. Wow. You play it exactly yeah. the way, the way it is. And it was funny and poignant. And you get to sing the song. I am what I am, mm-hmm. which closed the, the first act. And yeah, I love it. So, yeah, it really sounds like you're able to, uh, fulfill your your performing desires in, in, in so many different ways that, I mean, have you felt uh, any sort of, um, do you feel like you miss anything uh, about pre-COVID performances uh, specifically? I guess I'm just, I wonder, I wonder if, you know, there, there are going to be, there go, there's going to be a, a big, there's going to be a big demand for it when it comes back. You know, sure. And I wonder if, like, a lot of, you know, a lot of us are, are, are prepared. I don't know. It just seems. It just seems like such a, um, a huge hole in what we are so accustomed to having available to us. We can't go to. The, we can't even go to a movie theater right now. You know. Right. But there's this huge. There's a huge. There's a huge difference between watching something in person, with other people in the audience with you, 
mm-hmm. and being able to play off the audience and all that. And I just wonder, like, man, when that comes back, I feel like it's going to be off the charts. How many people are going to go to that? <laughs> when they come up with some system, which I hope, which is, okay, here's your here's your pass that says, yes, you have had the vaccine. Right, right. right. Therefore, you can come in, and so we all kind of go, yeah. Yes. It's going to be a freaking party. Yes. <laughs> That's what I think. I think we all miss each other. I think there's a huge. Yeah. Definitely. Ooh, and I think we're going to cry. You bring, um, you brought up the movies. West Side Story was supposed to come out this year. Steven Spielberg mm. did a remake yeah. of West Side Story, and I was so upset about that. And then mm. they, but I, I, I was thinking because we were reading Romeo and Juliet in my classes, were excerpts from it because it's virtual, so you know basics. So we, and I was like, oh. <laughs> you guys, there's a new West Side Story. And because I saw an old day and then it was like, oh, no, no, it was going to come out December 18th. And now it's really? Yes. And tonight the 18th? No, it's the 19th. Yeah. So Uh, it would have came out yesterday. So now it's coming out next December. And Rita Moreno, I think, is one of the producers. And she got a part. And like it was I was just. And so what you said, I was like, if it comes out next December and we're all vaccinated, I'm going to have to be like, cause I have a, I made a teacher Instagram this year. So my students can follow my, uh, my uh, Instagram just for them. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, we're going to, I'm going to have to put an Instagram out and be like, um, who's meeting me at the movie theater. We need to go watch West Side Story. <laughs> like, yeah. Because, oh my gosh, I think you're exactly right. Like it's going to be massive. Yeah. <laughs> unbelievable. That show is unbelievable. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've been listening to it so long to the point where when I was a kid I made this realization now how young are you to make this realization mom I'm paraphrasing because I don't know exactly how I said it I think I get it Maria has a high voice and Nita has a low voice that's right yeah Wow. You know what I mean? So yeah. I would have been probably three years old, yeah. four years really old with something, figuring that out. Yeah. I feel like that's my son. Our son yes. is very musically inclined. Oh, so man. so our daughter is known for being, she's very, she's gifted. She's precocious. She's gifted. At John R., we've had teachers call and say, so your daughter's testing off the charts and we don't know what to do about it. Okay. Our wow. son, he's, he's um, not shown signs of that. However, when it comes to music since he was a baby he it was little things like that like he noticed he'll hear the tiniest sound in a song on the radio that i'm feel like how did you hear like it's like if there's a triangle in the background he's like mommy what's that dinging sound and wow. I, don't think, I don't think he's talking about my car i'm like oh no the car's broken and, you know and then he's like no hear it and he'll go watch and then if if, if it makes a sound he will see it's that ding and he'll try it and i'll be like yeah. How did you hear Yesterday that? Yesterday we were driving home, and he goes, "Hey, Daddy, listen." And he goes, "Ba ba dum ba ba dum ba bum 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 ba bum ba ba." And then I was like, "What is that?" And he's like, "I don't know. I made it up." Yeah, he does that. He was doing that today. <laughs> yeah, I made up a song. He said, "Can you play it for me when we go to the house?" I said, "I'll try to figure it out." We got You got to remember it though. <laughs> he he, oh, he told him he had to play it on the piano. Yeah. He actually he was sitting here this morning. I was trying to get some late work graded. I was getting it graded, but he was over here making up a song while playing with the little game, a little game system. And I wanted yeah. to stop and record him because he was, he was just kind of like making up a sewer because he was playing Minecraft and he felt like a superhero. So he was just like, bam, bam, like, and I go, what is that song? He goes, oh no, I'm making it up. He's always making songs up. 
If it's like an adventure, it sounds like an adventure. <laughs> it's it's oh. epic. Yeah, he does soundtracks. Yeah, yeah. But he's always he's always seemed to just have that yeah. it's just it's different like i feel like you know all children love music but he would be the little baby who was tapping his foot on beat and we're funny. like yeah, you're nine months old how is that possible <laughs> like, just... i was like he's, he's tapping his foot yeah i remember the first time i saw that that was crazy so well it must have been musical when he was in the womb though i, I assume i i probably yeah I wouldn't be surprised. We do have a lot of music going on. We do. Like we, so I don't know, but that's what I feel like that's going to be my son eventually. I mean, he kind of does it already, but he's. So in other words, we want you to teach him, please. (laughs) We need you to watch over him. And we'll see if I make it that long. (laughs) You know, I'm just trying to figure out what do these kids like? If I was to give them a gift that meant something to them. Oh, there's Caitlin. Hey, Caitlin. Hi, Mr. Kimball. Hey, I was just trying to figure out what kinds of things kids enjoy as gifts these days. Any ideas? Um, a zoo animal. A zoo animal? Are you insane? What kind of zoo animal would you want? A koala. A koala? What the heck? Caitlin, a koala. Kaylee, how about you? What kind of present would you like? I've always really wanted a lion. A lion? We all want zoo animals? I can't believe it. How about you, Piper? Well, I've always really loved giraffes. Giraffes? You just will stick out your neck for anything. How about you, Ava? What would you like? I want a hippopotamus for Christmas. Only hippopotamus will do. Don't want a dog, no dinky-dinky toy. I want a hippopotamus to play with and enjoy. I want a hippopotamus for Christmas. I don't think Santa Claus will mind you. He won't have a dirty chimney food. Bring him to the front of the evening to I can see me now on Christmas morning creeping down the stairs. Oh, I can tell you what surprise when I open up my eyes to see a hippo hero standing there. I want a hippopotamus for Christmas. And the hippopotamus will do. No crocodiles, no rhinoceros. I only like hippopotamuses, hippopotamuses like me too. I'll just play this intro. Wow, this is crazy. What does mom say? Um, mom, mom says the hippo. Let's kind of go like that. Mom says the hippo would eat me up, but then. Teacher says Zippo is a vegetarian. I see. Hmm. Let me play another little interlude. This is crazy. There's lots of room for him in our two-car garage. I feed him there and wash him there and give him his massage. I can see me now on Christmas morning creeping down the stairs. 
For Christmas, for Christmas, for Christmas, for Christmas, for Christmas, for Christmas, for Wow. Yes. <laughs> well, it's interesting. I mean, everything happened on this evening. I have just written a book because um, I'm adopted. Oh. And so it's called, um, oh my God, what is my own book called? My book is called, <laughs> We Are All Human Beings, uh, An Adoptee Ponders. Wow. Um, so it's an intense book. It's, it's, it's a lot of feelings that many adoptees share and mm. I put it in there. But what made me think of it right there was my birth mother was a professional cellist. Oh, wow. So what was I hearing in the womb? Mm-hmm. Wow. And, um, you know, during those nine months, and here I became a horn player and an orchestra yeah. conductor and an orchestral player and and all of that well, there's stuff. There's only some degree of genetics that goes into your hearing ability and your vocal cords, right? And they do, like, I remember when I was pregnant, I'd read about, like, they'd say, like, you could play music to your baby and your baby will hear it and, like, won't necessarily make them a genius, which is what people usually think, but they're like, it will entertain them. (laughs) So I I can't help but think it has to have an impact because the brain is developing in those moments. Like, what impact is music having on a a fetus that's turning into a human? Yeah. You know, if, if it's being exposed to that music, it's... It's I told do my something. daughter, because she's, she, she's in a Spanish immersion, but actually both of our kids are in the Spanish uh, immersion program at, at John R. Williams, dual immersion. <clears throat> so she's she's pretty good. I mean, her Spanish is better than mine. And I, and I took college Spanish, so <laughs> I'm impressed. But I told her, you have to learn, there's three languages, maybe four that you need to master. Obviously there's English, but there's Spanish, and there's music, and then also I want you to try to be good in understanding math as well. But those are the languages I want to pick up on. And I was like, so those are your tasks. You know them. <laughs> Pursue them. <laughs> yeah. Go for it. Like, yeah. Isn't, speaking of math, isn't that what one of the things music is supposed, if you can read music, it somehow, like, makes you better at math? Or I, I thought it, okay, Sure, because you're learning patterns and, right. and organization. But to me, if you really look at it, Music is math. Yeah. What the heck? I mean, five lines yeah. with little dots, and uh-huh. that tell you what a pitch level is. You put three of them together, it equals this. Right. It's just you turn all that into sound, but you're reading what could really be argued as kind of a mathematical graph. Right. So yeah. it's something, you know? Mm-hmm. And when a kid is sight reading, especially if they're not playing an instrument at the same time, if they're doing it with their voice, they've got to somehow have all of that sound in their head, mm-hmm. which is what you would have done in, in Mr. Campbell's class when you're reading, <laughs> so me, la, so me, you know? Yeah. And, and that really gets inside of you, but sure. It's, it's math with sound, I guess. Right. Yes. Yes. 
Yeah, I, I saw a documentary recently because I, I don't know. I, I just do this sometimes, but I got it in Wormhole, and it was about the um, the the number five in nature, and uh, the golden the golden ratio, and how basically when you see you know for example, it, it's always it's it's usually shown in like the the Nautilus shell and how there's a, you know there's a pattern there that it it, it grows in this way, and yeah. um, they were showing how it, it can also be found in music, and the way. Um, some composers will develop a song to where the the rhythm will will uh, kind of grow in the same kind of pattern, mm-hmm. and, and like it's very common, like in in modern music and you know classical. But so like there's a lot of mathematical qualities in the in the music that if you study it, you'll find it. <laughs> but yeah, sure. Well, you look at the the most in classical music, probably, arguably, the most famous four notes ever written are bum 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 bum. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's Beethoven. Yeah. Three keys and an E flat, and then it happens again, but a little bit lower. Bum 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 bum. Right. Mm-hmm. And, maybe and then we keep getting. Then it's like BB gun But those those same three notes, and and if you search through all of the movements you keep hearing it it may be in the basses way in the mm. in the back and i got conducted one time mm. i conducted beethoven's fifth and studied it for a whole year with a professional orchestra and he gets inside of you oh man it's really yeah it's genius stuff it's so interesting to like really to take a look at music closely like that because i think for most people in the general population it's just something you listen to but when you look at like the breakdown of how music is put together how it's created how like all these individual little things are somehow coalesced into something that sounds like one whole thing again right and it's just it's always so interesting to, I, I like to watch, like I said, like the K-pop thing that I had watched where they broke it down. This is what they do. And then there's a there's a, a man on YouTube who does the same thing for Hamilton, actually. He breaks down all the different elements Lin-Manuel brought into each song. Oh, wow. It's always so cool to see, like, you think of as a general, like, person like me, it's just like, oh, it's just one song. And then when somebody breaks it into its parts, you're like, oh, this was a whole puzzle. I'm like, s- this was a whole thing that got put together this reminds me i'm super excited to ask you about this because everyone knows about american idol and the voice and all these shows we're singing have you heard of songland this is a show of uh songwriters so songwriters will come on and they'll perform for other song professional songwriters who are really well established and also a uh, like a celebrity uh superstar like usher and then you know, after hearing four or five different songwriters with their own original songs, he'll choose one and they'll, well, they'll, they'll, they'll all rewrite the songs. They'll team them up with the professional songwriters. Yeah. They'll rewrite yeah, yeah. the songs and uh, he'll choose one and then he'll perform the song, right? The, the celebrity will. And what's wow. so great about watching the process is the, the songwriters are so good. They'll listen and they'll like, Oh, I see what you're doing there. And then it's like, you were trying to go, and they're like, they'll just pick apart every piece of that song and show how you can 
you can develop other, you know, sounds from certain parts of it. And it was just, mm. I was like, oh my gosh. I was like, this is the best <laughs> music TV show I've ever seen. You have to check it out if you, uh, I think it might be on Hulu, but Songland. Songland, please okay. check it out. I think you, you, you get a kick out of it. Yeah. Well, something similar to that, um, a friend of mine who's this brilliant drummer, Dave Tull, he's mm. drummed with the best of everybody. He um, he toured with Barbara Streisand, oh, so he's God. on her latest HBO and everything, and he's that's him. You just go, there he is, and he's wow. great. But I said, what's it like? And it reminds me of exactly what you were saying. Barbara will be figuring out, even in the auditorium in a rehearsal, I want something to happen here and that arranger will be literally right there on the computer <laughs> press send probably or, <laughs> or uh, print and then just give it to the performers right there it's like we're not going to mess around and give it to you tomorrow because she said i want something kind of like that now yeah, yeah. wow yeah crazy like instant instant stuff that's incredible. Well, you know, you might be teaching the next uh, Barbara Streisand. You never know. Or you may have taught them and you just don't know it yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Thrilling voices. I mean, one of the sad things is we were set to do Pirates of Penzance. That's right. Last year. And for a high school to do that, to, to do it well. Mm -hmm. And we have some beautiful voices this year as, as like we did last year. But we had the perfect crop of seniors. Mm. We went, do it now. Do it now, because that guy, he's he's out of here. Because wow. <laughs> wow. it was Verge Austic singing. And it wouldn't have brought in probably the audience size of Little Mermaid, because everyone's going to come see, right. see that. But it would have completely put Lincoln on the map. That right. boom, you know, we're doing an opera, boom, yeah. a light opera, a funny opera, but you had to have chops. Right. Mm. Do it. The musicals are always so amazing. I love yeah. taking my daughter to go. She she loves them yeah. every time. And then she gets real excited if if she'll ask me every time now she'll go which ones are yours? Like which ones are my <laughs> students? And be like, oh. So she gets real excited if I after I'll be like you want to go She's usually pretty shy, but I'll be like you want to go meet the the girl? Like you want to go meet him? He was he's yeah. one of my kids. And so <laughs> But it's always, and then as a teacher, like you, ha I have them in English, so I get to see like their writing, and which is always wonderful because literature to me is beautiful as well. And then I see them singing, and I'm like, what? <laughs> I gotta say, the level of talent that I've seen in you know Lincoln High, I will, I'm I'm just I'm pretty amazed by what I've seen mm. over the years, and I, and I know that it all started somewhere in one of your classrooms, <laughs> Mr. Kimball, probably. And well, and I just want to say, uh, you know, we're, we're coming up to an hour and a half now. Mm. Um, and this has been amazing. We should really do it again um, sometime. What say, say again, the name of your book. It's called <laughs> We Are All Human Beings slash an adoptee ponders. And when is that going to be uh, released? Or is it going to be? Believe it or not. I mean, I went for a long hike today, mm. came back, looked on the computer and they went, it's done. Wow. So I literally, and it's been, it's been a process. I started it, started writing, I want to say about a year and a half ago. Wow. 
and then it's self-published through Outskirts oh, Press. Okay. So can I buy so it on Amazon? I mean, God, you're an English teacher. <laughs> what would be how many times they tell you, all right, now you need to read it all again. Right. And, and we did suggested edits of, and it's basically like commas. Oh, my God, do I use more commas than I ever. That's so funny. You know, things like that. Um, but, um, so yeah, can, it just can we happened buy it on to Amazon land. Yet or... Huh? Can we buy it on Amazon yet? You will be able to, um, if you literally go to Outskirts Press and get on their, um, whatever they call it, probably. Okay. Well, we definitely want to check it out. We'll see my little picture, but it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's an intense book. Well, especially for me, cause it was my life yeah. and a lot of things happen and they're right there and I'm bearing so much inner, inner thoughts, but throughout it mm -hmm. is this path of music. As a matter of fact, the um, cover is literally a cello wow. with a French horn oh. sort of at Base oh, as in in the, the womb, yeah. Pictures exactly, and then a, a slot of Berkeley, the Berkeley Hills where I grew up. Wow. wow. And then Armenia, which is my father, my birth father's side of the family, because mm -hmm. I met everybody. Oh, very I met cool. My father met my birth mother. Wow. But that's a whole nother. We could go an hour and a yeah. half on that. Yeah. We're gonna. Yeah. <laughs> We do a separate podcast just talking about your book. We've had so many teachers at Lincoln writing books this year or getting really them out. Awesome. Yeah. So that's super cool. It's important. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I really love that. That I, I love when educators are still invested in writing music and literature and all the things and because it shows like like we're educators for a reason. You have a true passion <laughs> for what you're doing and it's obvious. And it, it, it is inspiring other people to do it right here and, and the children that you're teaching as well. So, again, thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening to Educators Not Robots, a podcast that humanizes the educational experience. If you like what you hear, please subscribe to our channel on whatever podcasting platform you are listening with. And please rate and review us. Positive reviews help us reach a wider audience. And thank you to Mr. Paul Kimball for spending time talking with us and sharing the beautiful music he is creating with his students in virtual learning. The clips you heard were, in order of appearance, the LHS Chamber Choir, the LHS Concert Choir, the LHS Sinfonia Choir, the Sierra Middle School 7th Grade Choir, and the Sierra Middle School 8th Grade Choir. We hope everyone has a safe COVID holiday break, and we will be back with another episode next month and next year. Gosh, isn't it such a beautiful night, Mr. Kimball? It is, Jordan. Have you ever wished upon a star, Mr. Kimball? Well, I think I have, but it's been a long time. How do you do it, Jordan? Star bright starlight First star I see tonight Wish I may, wish I might have a wish I wish tonight. That's beautiful, Jordan. I'll have to do that.